0: Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Toby. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? If I were any better, I would be a pain. Whoa. How do you figure that? (laughs) (laughs) A -A P-A-Y-N-E. Oh,
1: well, okay. Yeah.
0: Not a pain in the neck. Hey, uh, what's happening in your life?
1: Oh, same old six and seven. Busy, busy, busy. Work, 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 puppy, puppy, puppies, time flying, flying and flying fast. Other than that, not a thing.
0: (laughs) What's the latest puppy talk?
1: Puppy talk is um, um, just thinking and what I'm going to have to do to get them ready to go in the camper. Uh, There's not many little cubby holes where you can uh, hide a puppy. So I'm trying to figure that out.
0: Why do you want to hide them?
1: I don't want to hide them. I just want someplace they can sleep. <laughs> and right now, there's not in it. What I'm looking for is a kind of cage to get so that I can um, right size and where to put it so that we can fasten them up at night or whatever if we have to be gone for a little while,
0: that kind of thing. Kinda of looks like you're leaning toward Barney. Barney is um well, I
1: think you know what I think it is? I think that um Honeybun is uh, too much uh has the same personality that I do. <laughs> 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 so, so we don't get along.
0: Uh, two bitches, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And uh she's very um cold. <laughs> she's not she's not very um, you know, lovey dovey. Um, which I don't like lovey-dovey, but anyway, I don't know. Um, she does not, uh, the only way she reacts back to you is by trying to eat your face off. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Barney is just, uh, he'll just dig his nose into your arm and just sit there for a minute. Just like he's soaking it up. Yeah.
0: I've never heard him say anything.
1: You know, he did yelp. Not yelp, but just kind of a... Because I looked down at him, like, waiting for his mouth to move again to see if that was him. Because I had said something to him about, you know, you want to go outside? And then I hear this, and I'm looking around for Honey Bunny because she's got her mouth open all the time. <laughs> and uh, uh so it, it was him. So, and he really answers me, she does not. I mean, I began to think yesterday, I thought, I think we should take her to a, a ear doctor. Cause I think or she needs your hearing things that you got um, because she, she never looks at you. I think she's deaf.
0: Mm. But she's not.
1: No, and I thought, well, maybe that's the reason she yaps so much and so loud that uh, that's the only way she can hear
0: herself. Actually, I find that Honey Bun, Honey Bunny, actually uh, listens to me. Uh, Barney doesn't listen at all. I mean, if they maybe get, maybe we should trade puppies. If they get out of the pen, oh. uh, and and I can tell Honey Bunny what to do, and she does exactly that. Even even wiggling her way out of the uh, little cage you've got, uh, the little yard. fence that you have she knows how to work out of that
1: yeah she's very smart she is very 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 intelligent she's very rude (laughs) anyway
0: so you said that uh two phases of the puppies are going to uh, graduate into one phase is more room in the house for running and uh, the other is more training
1: Yes, which is about the same thing. Um, it's going to be probably starting another week. Uh, it's going to start getting really hot during the day. And uh, these puppies cannot stay outside. But, you know, they love to be outside because I brought them in this morning. They stayed for a little while, but they, uh, they get very bored in the house. I am mm-hmm. oh, mean, they are um, Australian shepherds, and they need to be outside.
0: Yeah. They're so, range puppies.
1: Yeah. So uh when they go outside I meant they're they're taking a nap or something and then the next minute they're they're on a quest to see, you know, and they're chasing birds in the yard and that kind of stuff. So there's a little more going on out there. We've I think a, maybe if there's just one of them it would be a lot
0: different too. Oh. We've got a perfect backyard for them because they can play and I know whenever I go out to, uh, what do you call it, poop patrol, (laughs) uh, Barney goes with me. And uh, he is actually very, very uh, uh, curious, curious about everything. And uh, Mm -hmm. Honey Bunny won't even (laughs) get off the porch. No,
1: no, no. They're they're entirely two characters, Um, you know. That's the reason you can say that brothers and sisters in the same family can be really weird, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I often said that we should have named them Mary Lou and Joe because Honey Bunny takes care of Barney like Mary Lou always took care of me. She watched after her little brother. Uh, we both got medical uh, appointments. So what's going on?
1: Um, Nothing much. I just had to have a prescription renewed that uh, I had tried to stop taking. I get tired of taking medicine. Um, I don't know how my mom did it. She took a ton of pills about three times a day. And um, I think what it is, I just get tired of routine. Routine things, routine things. Mm-hmm. That um, I, just, I just get tired of them. So every once in a while I just get tired of taking all the medicine and I just want to quit. And I end up quitting, which is... Some medicine, you're not supposed to do that. But anyway, um, I had to have a prescription renewed by my doctor, and uh, she did that. But also, uh, I haven't seen her for a year, maybe two, because of COVID, really to go in and have a a wellness visit. So um, she's ordered a whole panel of blood tests for me. Um, Some I haven't had for a long time, and probably because of the medication I'm on, which is nothing elaborate, Um, and also because of my age now, hitting that little, what do you call it? 80? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um that's it that's very hard for me. I'll give you another story on that one, but anyway, um, a milestone in your life where you probably need to check some other things mm-hmm. so that's what we're doing we're doing um that, and I always have a mammogram um redone every year just for precaution and um so that thing too And when you talk about eighty um I was going to work at um uh, the sanctuary for a wedding. And, uh, I go, I got there at seven o'clock in the morning and, uh, the lady who is kind of like the manager, uh, the banquet manager, (coughs) um, sweet, sweet person. Um, you get to know some of these people and they're just like, you know, family. They're just like friends. Uh, but anyway, um, I met her and, um, She said, you want me to help you carry that? There's a lot of stairs this way. And I says, well, I thought I would go this other way, and there's not as many stairs. And she said, oh, no, follow me. She said, I'll show you how to go, and there's hardly no stairs at all. And so we were walking along, and um, so something was said about age and working hard and something, And uh, she says, well, I'm 65. And she said, I'm just noticing now that I get tired easier. And I said, oh, yeah. And uh, so she said, uh, well, uh, something about birthdays. I said, oh, yeah, I've got a birthday coming up. I said, I keep forgetting that. I said, "Uh, this fall, September. I said, it's not right away, but it's this fall. And she said, oh, well, what? What number is it? <laughs> and so I just, I could feel my mouth just get ready to say, uh, uh, and it, it wouldn't come out. And all of a sudden, for the first time, it hit me that I was going to say, I'm 80, because I thought, there's no way I'm 80. And she kind of looked at me, and I said, I'm And I had up my hand, just like I'm gesturing now, like, say it, it'll come out of your mouth. And I said, I'm I'm 80. (laughs) And I thought I was going to have to pick her up off the ground because she was honestly, she looked at me and she said, no, you're not. And I went, yes. I said, I don't know why, but that was the hardest thing I've ever done is to say 80. I said, I must have just now come to terms with it. And she said, "You can't be that old." And I said, "Oh yes, I can." And she said, "Well, I said, um, I said it's probably the gray hair that makes me look eighty now." And she says, "No, you don't look, you know, old because of the hair color you're of hair now." And uh, she just couldn't get over that that was I was that old. But the funny part was I looked at her and I thought, we're about the same age. So I got to thinking, do I think she looks 80 (laughs) or do I think I look 65 because it's a reflection back. But um, she was really sweet. And I heard later from Sam that um, Sam had run into her and she says, Sam, you need to take care of your mother. said, I cannot believe she told me she's going to be 80. (laughs) Now, tell me honestly, how old is she? uh, I think Sam said something to her like, well, uh, I was, uh, she was 40 when I was born, and I'm going to be 40 in a month. And she said, oh, my Lord. Well, you're working her way too hard. (laughs) So...
0: Well, the good news is, is that when your mom was 80, she still had 20 more years to live.
1: Oh, I know. I keep thinking now, of, and I have the little markers going on. Um, the biggest marker I have was that my mother was 84 when uh, Sam and Joe G got married. And I remember thinking, uh, she always had like a little walker or something. She didn't have a walker then, but... Um, she was getting around a little slower <laughs> and uh but i remember at the wedding she wanted to dance and she got it and we danced all mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. all night long and um <laughs> we have this horrible thing that all of us do i think it's because we're really tired when we work a wedding uh you start out so early in the morning and you go at it you don't stop you don't get to eat anything till probably 9:30 at night and then uh, the band starts up and you think you're going to die because you just you're just worn out and the band starts playing and the people get to shouting and they're feeling really good and they're jumping up down and dancing the next thing you know we're dancing on the sidelines and <laughs> somebody said here the other day said how can you dance i said it gives you a whole new um uh,
0: Perspective.
1: Well, perspective—it just gives your body all of a sudden this lift that you don't know where in the world comes from, or what kind of energy, you know, where did it come from at ten o'clock at night or eleven? Um, you're dancing all over the floor. I mean, we're not dancing on the floor with people, but we're over in our corner doing our crazy dancing, and uh, but it's a lot of fun.
0: So, so your mom lived to be a hundred.
1: She
0: did, and uh, she took ten pills a day. Uh, do you have any I'm, of those pills left? <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no. You know, she didn't take anything. She took the little red pill. You know, the famous little red pill. And tell them
0: what that's for. That's to keep that's to your keep everything right. <laughs> keep your keep everything your bowels right. flowing.
1: Yes, she took a fish oil. She took a, a what do they call it, a silver something vitamin. Uh, she did take a, the only thing that gave her trouble was a water pill um, because she had water fluid around her heart that caused her quite a bit of trouble. Um, that and, you know, Tylenol. We took Tylenol. Like, uh, she did take uh, way too much. What was that antibiotic that she took? Oh, uh uh-uh. That for a long time we didn't even have to have a prescription for the the Keyflex. Yes. Oh, oh the man, girl. I remember
0: whenever I met you. Oh, if somebody I, had a stump toe or a cold <laughs> or a sniffle, <laughs> take a handful of Keyflex.
1: Oh, not a handful, just one would do it. Yeah. But uh, so she really didn't have too much. Her, uh, my mom worked very hard from the time she was married until the time. She passed away, I would say, uh until about probably four maybe four years before she hit a hundred she she would still have her furniture moved and would move most of it herself um uh, once or twice a year in her living room. just mm-hmm. she had the winter positioning of the furniture, and she had the summer positioning of the furniture and if she couldn't move it she'd have somebody move it for her so she really didn't take a lot of big stuff you know important medicine I used to call it prescribed medicine mm-hmm. so she did pretty good but she I don't know I I, need, I think I'm gonna need a few more years
0: she was a fighter she was and you are I am yeah I am you were asking about my uh, tests. I uh, was with you at that uh, palatial estate. We went out for an elegant dinner, and uh, we had the three boys with us, and we were at the uh, subway.
1: <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. I kind of thought, boy, how do I don't remember that.
0: And I get a phone call from my doctor's office, and the nurse says, uh, Mr. Browning, you need to schedule a uh, complete workup on your situation and I said what is my situation and she said well blue cross blue shield has written us a letter that says you have an excessively high concentration of calcium I said really never heard of such a thing so we scheduled a week away and and uh, then I saw John was coming in so I scheduled it 2 weeks away and So I got home and I pulled up my computer and started checking it, and uh, it said it's a sure sign of cancer. And the average lifespan, if you have excessive calcium, is six months.
1: Well, you're okay, because you you very seldom have any milk products, right?
0: (laughs) Did you see the list?
1: (laughs) I said that with tongue-in-cheek.
0: Yes, with ice cream and Mm -hmm. cheese and milk-in-cheek. And uh, so uh, I got to thinking, uh, this is serious, or at least it sounds serious. So that was on a Friday evening. So Saturday morning I get up and I check the doctor's office, and they're open from 8 until noon for the lab. And so I just get my clothes on, and uh, you're off to a wedding. You and Kim are off to help Sam with a wedding, and I go up to the doctor's office, and at 8 o'clock, when the doctor walks in, I'm standing outside the door, and she said, what are you doing here? And I told her, I said, I get this call from your office. And she said, well, let me let me do some checking and everything. And I said, I'm here for the labs to start. I want the labs not to start in a week. I want to get our labs started now. And she said, let me check. She goes in, well, the lab technician comes in. And she struts in with an attitude. You can just see the attitude. And as she came in, I said, uh, do you have a break anytime during your lab schedule? And she said, uh, no. She said, I'm booked full tilt from 8 until noon. And I said, well, kind of work toward opening a space because we're going to do my lab work today. And she kind of gave an eye roll and went on in. And so pretty soon my doctor came back out and she had the letter from Blue Cross Blue Shield. And she said, uh, they're wanting you to do the medicals. And I said, why would Blue Cross and Blue Shield, see, it's been four months since I've had any lab work done. And we had complete lab work four months ago. And why would Blue Cross and Blue Shield even think about calcium and she said it may be due to the number of pills you're taking and the frequency of them and I said well let's get the lab and uh, go on and and let's do it. well they wrote the lab report up and by noon I had all the lab taken care of and uh, so I'll go in next week and see and <clears throat> the doctor came out and she said you know it may not be calcium at all it may be potassium high potassium. Well, that's totally a different ball game because to fight, you know, calcium, we all know what causes calcium and uh, the products, the dairy products and the good products, I mean the th- ones that I really like. Well, I looked up potassium and it said to combat high potassium, you're supposed to eat a lot of chocolate. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And a lot of pasta. Can you mm-hmm. believe that?
1: No, I <laughs> cannot. Yeah, pasta just like, to me, laying on
0: um, paste. Yeah, but if I've got to fight potassium, then uh, you know I've got to do my duty <laughs> and chuck down on the on the. Uh,
1: it's funny how you find all those little niches like that.
0: Well, you know? have to whenever you get our age, because <laughs> Evelyn. Yes. I am eighty three. I'll be eighty four. Why does
1: that now sound very old for you? <laughs> <laughs> I go, Oh, okay. I can buy that. But
0: I'm, I'll be eighty four in March. Oh, next March. Next March. And you're you're going to well, you're not even eighty yet. You won't no. be eighty until September fourth. And uh the, the cold hard facts, hunt, one of these times, one of us is gonna get a bad diagnosis.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm ready for one. Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Why? Uh, I don't know. You're not ready for it?
1: Yeah. Oh, I haven't... Well, maybe not ready for it if I actually get one. But, uh, oh, I have thought a lot about that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, sure.
0: What have you thought?
1: Uh, About your body not being able to respond the way you want it to, which... <laughs> my body? No, I'm talking about my body. Oh. Oh. <coughs> uh, and, and just, you know, I mean, I guess I've had a lot of things happen to me. But when I just sit here and think about it, I think about I've had a very good, blessed, healthy life. Although I've had cancer, I've had a back operation, I've had a gallbladder removed, I've had a breast removed, I've had this, I've had that. Um,
0: but nothing terminal.
1: Nothing that turned out to be terminal. And, I mean, no. So, you know, there comes a time when most people are going to get something.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, our kids are rooting that I'm the one that dies because they keep saying <laughs> that if you, <laughs> if you and die... you know
1: what? They, they should stop that. <laughs> because when you make that conversation... It never happens that way, so they, they, they're they, either using reverse psychology, hoping I'm going to die, <laughs> or what, because they really sh- should stop that, because I can just tell your back bows up, and you're going to say, I'll show them, <laughs> I'll live to be 106.
0: Well, actually, uh, they're even preparing for me to die, because they're building you a house out by the pool to live in, oh. a granny flat. Yeah. And, and you heard you heard the conversation, didn't you? No. Uh, well, I heard it loud and clear. They said we're building this pool house so that Nana can live in it in her old age, but certainly not Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa is not moving there under any circumstances. So mm. that's that's the the way they're leaning.
1: I have nothing to do with that
0: <laughs> whatsoever. Well, I think by the uh, graciousness of the good Lord, we do have a record of having lived during the greatest time in America. Uh, The 84 years that I've lived is uh, without a doubt the high point, I think, of our country. And I'm not all that optimistic about the future, but, you know, there's one good thing about old age, you don't have to worry too far in the future.
1: Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true. But I don't like to think about that either. No, just taking it day at a time, uh, more like a month at a time. Months just fly anymore. And, um, you know, try to enjoy life as much as I can and make make each day good. Look for the good of each day and go from there.
0: Don't you think that's exactly what we've done for our married life? You know, we got together and we said, uh, hey, we're going to enjoy what we have now work real hard. We're not going to work for a come. We're not going to work for somebody who promises something down the road. We're going to enjoy what we have, and I think we have, and certainly we've enjoyed with our kids and grandkids.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, we've been blessed. That is, uh, goes without saying. I mean, double blessed.
0: And we've also been blessed with siblings. I've got a great, great relationship with every one of my siblings, and I uh, know everybody that uh, that's uh, your siblings, uh, except your brother-in-law. God, God, man, your brother is something brother-in-law? else. Except, no, your brother. Oh. oh. Your brother, he's a jerk.
1: Well, you know, he had a rough life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was he your older or younger brother?
1: No, he came after me and, you know, yeah. He's the one in the house helping Mama bake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside with Paw <laughs> yeah.
0: Digging post holes.
1: Yeah, whatever it took. Yeah.
0: Now actually you're an only child and a blessed only child because you had great parents as I did. And they uh you mentioned your parents, your dad lived to be how old?
1: Ninety six.
0: Ninety six, and my father lived to be eighty. And my mother lived to be 82, so I've outlived both of them. And uh, I'm keeping uh, uh, Don as my goal, and he's 92 and continuing on. So I've got uh, six or seven, eight more years uh, to get to that 90 mark. So uh, this podcast has kind of taken on a... uh, dark shade here yes
1: it has, yes, it has. and even we got cloud cover now outside <laughs> so what does that tell you
0: well i think before we uh, pass on into the hereafter have you ever thought about what happens when you die uh
1: i'm hope uh saint peter and god will make an exception in my account <laughs> and, and let me and let me ascend to heaven and uh, from there, I don't think too much about it because I'm... Um, uh, uh, when you read in the Bible, it tells you about, you know, streets of um, gyms, gold. gold, you know, and I think God did a great... Job when he made the earth, and uh, I certainly do appreciate what he put in it. Uh, I love the green and I love uh the sunsets here are unbelievable uh they're just magnificent and so um i ho- I hope he has uh, got a little of that in heaven too. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I just hope I get there because there's a lot of people there uh, that I love very much that I'd sure like to sit down and talk to.
0: Sammy opened my eyes a great deal to heaven whenever we were talking one day. She is a very well-founded young lady in the spiritual realm. She went to a, a Bible college and she studied. She said, when we get to heaven, we'll spend all of our time worshiping God. We'll be in such awe that we're in the presence of the Almighty, that we will not have time for anything other than worshiping with him and worshiping him. I thought that was pretty good.
1: It is. It's very, um, very deep. And I I have uh, noticed myself in the last... Week being, um, I love to watch reels on my phone. I get hooked on them, and I could sit and just look at them all night because it's my, uh, what do I want to say, my intellectual level. They last about two seconds, and I can really get into those. Um, and there's a, been a lot of, um, what I say, worship songs that are about... Ch- you know, three or ver- uh, five or six words long, and um, some of them have brought back some memories. And so, I have been really listening to those, and it seems like the more I listen to them, the more of them I hear. So, yeah.
0: Well, it is great worshiping the only true living God, Father of the only true living Savior, Jesus Christ, and having that knowledge. Uh, I guess we should sign this off before we pass the plate.
1: Yes, I think so. I'll see you later.
0: Love you, darling. Love you, hun. Good luck on your tests.
1: Oh, thank you. I don't like to have a needle stick in my arm, but that's okay.
0: Wish me good luck on mine. Good luck on yours. More potassium, less calcium. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Come on, fudge and pasta. Yeah.